Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is John Van Lunen, and you're listening to Treasures of the Outer Banks, the podcast that celebrates the people and places that make the Outer Banks special. We're on episode 33 today, and I had the chance to sit down with Rebecca Prince Myers and her husband, Brad. And Rebecca is the owner of Music OBX, and she is basically a concert organizer. She books and organizes concerts, mostly at the Roanoke Island Festival Park in downtown Manio. We had a great talk, and you can hear how she started from scratch and built it up from there with with the help of her husband, Brad. You may notice some squeaky noises in the background. That is my dog, Bo. Uh, He was playing with a squeaky toy at my feet, and I just didn't have the heart to stop him. So I hope you enjoyed this talk with Rebecca and Brad. And at the end, I'll follow up with some more information. So Rebecca, tell me how music started. Okay. Uh, During the pandemic, and we were sitting at home in quarantine, like everybody else in the world, and it starts mainly because we're huge music fans. We've been to a million shows and festivals, and um, during the pandemic, us along with everybody else missed it bad. So we're sitting in our kitchen, and a it was some sort of article popped up on, or no, what was it, a video? It was a yes. video up on the screen um, that somebody's throwing a festival in Europe somewhere, and they, it was socially distanced. They were up on balconies, and we just kind of sat there like, we could do this, like maybe, maybe we could try. So we decided to. And then at the time, obviously with the pandemic, uh, Mike Diana was doing all the music locally. And so... What do you, what is that? What do you mean by him? He was doing all this. So he had a company called Bearded Face Productions and he would throw like um, Mustang music festivals up in Kerala. He would book a lot of the um, local shows that were happening. Okay. Uh, He was just like... He and Raven, um, I don't know if you've heard her name, she, between the two of them, they would book most of the local music. Really? So during the pandemic, he was sort of stepping back and away from it to get back into the restaurant business because he owns one in Kerala. Right. And um, Raven and her son tragically died in a house fire. Oh, I remember hearing about that. Yeah, and we were friends with her. Yeah, just awful, awful. Um, So there was... For all those reasons, Big Void, live music, Yeah. this video pops up on our TV and we're like, hmm, let's, let's give this a go. We hit up Mike Diana, asked him if he would be interested in being involved. He was just not, he was done with it for a while, wanted to go back to restaurant and step back. So he mentored us and sort of talked us through it, like, you really want to do this? Okay, let's see. And he helped us a lot, but um, we did it and we did it at the Hilton. It was a two-day music festival. We had 80 rooms um, of people. They and, were, and did they book specifically for that experience? Yes. yes. So, so they had to get Oceanside or something? All the internal rooms. on the, right. It's sort of shaped like a U. Right. So all the internal rooms were booked um, two to four people and they had to stay on their balconies. They had um, bed, bath, bar right there in their room. Uh, and then we had a sort of VIP um, section in down in the courtyard that were 10 feet apart tables, yep. table service. Um, if you were walking around, you had to wear a mask. It was kind of weird, but it was it was what everybody needed. Yep. So everybody that came, people traveled from all over, um, mostly fans of the bands that we had. And it was a reggae festival um, with the movement and Little Stranger and Elevators. 
Tropidelic. Tropidelic. Sensi Trails. Yep, Sensi Trails was a local band at the time. Um, Kyle Rising was from here. So, eight bands. Cultivated mm-hmm. Mine. He's from Virginia. So, and all these... There. Sorry. Yeah. And, the, and by the way, this is Brad, her husband. Rebecca's husband's kind of chiming in. Yes. Giving us some extra Feedback. help. <laughs> some help. <laughs> um, it's been a, a long couple of years. Crazy years. But... Um, so anyway, the, the fans from all these eight bands sort of filled the place. It That's sold great. out, and it was How did you find them? Magical. We posted it um, yeah. all on social media yeah. and said, we're having this festival, socially distanced, safe, lots of logistics, you know, and um, worked with the hotel was amazing. What time of year was this? April. Okay. So, so two years ago from right now. Wow. Yeah. That seems not too long ago. No, it wasn't. <laughs> that we were still doing crazy stuff back then. Yeah. Right. So we were from scratch learning. I and mean, we had lots of experience. Basically, when we planned all these, it was through the eyes of a fan. Because we've been to so many shows. Sure. Like, what do people want? What do I like? You know, what do you like? And let's just make it comfortable and awesome and cool. Very cool. And, and is reggae your, your favorite music? Yes. Okay. We like... We like Lots of music, um, lots of genres, but mostly reggae and then rock and roll. Um, we've we're really expanding this year. We'll get into that. But um, that first year, we did the hotel festival. People begging for more. Please, please, please do this. Do it again. Do it again. And then the restrictions opened up. So we looked around, and I think it was Mike who suggested checking in the out the park. Um, which is Roanoke Island Festival Park in Mania, being underutilized at the time and oh, yeah. beautiful venue. Um, so we did, and we got two shows that summer, and it was was that still two summers ago? Yes, mm-hmm. twenty twenty. Yeah, we thought that. I mean, the the hotel was going to be a one and done. Um, right. Just things seemed to be opening back up and starting to get back to normal. Right. Um, but the response from that festival was overwhelming, just from the fans and the bands and their management. It was just um, that's great. It was just a, it was something that we all needed at that time more than ever. And just those sleepover events, it just you create just a, just a unique bond with you know the fans and the bands, and it basically grew, right? What we call like a music family from that. That we're still, I mean, friends and have. A lot of people that work for us that were at it, that original festival, um, and then yeah, I think just the word got out and we were approached if we wanted to do that. It was Sublime with Rome and Dirty Heads that first show in July of twenty one, and yeah, we just jumped at it and it sold out pretty quick. Um, and then Michael Franti was later in that that same same summer, and it was. A different, a different kind of show experience um, that oh, people just loved. How so? Uh, Michael Franti does. He gets out in the crowd and and um, he's very, very interactive with the fans. Um, and just a whole, he just has a good, a good feeling, good vibe. Um, it's family. almost like a spiritual, a, a spiritual vibe. concert. You know, a lot of people were were moved by it for sure. And um, and he was one of Ravens and Sebi's favorites. Yeah. So, um, so Raven's family was there and, and it was just, it was just a really good, good feeling that whole, that whole day. Um, 
and then that we thought we were just maybe just do those two. Um, okay, so I got to stop for a second. I owned a business for 24 years. I, I coach lacrosse. I organize people, but I couldn't imagine, you know, going from organizing a high school lacrosse practice to organizing a professional lacrosse practice or something <laughs> like that, or or setting up a high school lacrosse game and then having to set up a professional lacrosse game. I mean, that, that's almost kind of what we're. You guys basically just walked out of your house and said, doggone it, we're going to throw a concert. This is just kind of mind-blowing. Yeah. I mean, what was the learning curve like on that? Well, I mean, having Mike Diane as, as a friend and consultant, I mean, it was, we had, yeah, all the questions you can have. And and, um, and he had been doing it the last 10 dozen years or so in the, in the area. So there was no, no one with more knowledge about it than to It's great that, brain. I don't even know this guy, but it's great that he could just be such a, a free-flowing fountain of information mm-hmm. you know, just what a great mentor that must have been yes yeah and he's a huge music live uh, my, uh, live music fan so um he wanted the music to continue you know more than anybody nice. so um yeah that that's it, it was kind of you know cold feet but um he hooked us up with all the professionals in the area so we basically um hired his team that he used for stage production, light sound. How big is that? Um there was a team, Shelly Gates is uh the our main stage manager and she usually has a team anywhere from four to sometimes I think we had to have fifteen stage hands for a few of the shows. Uh and then uh Matt Harvard with uh C level sound, he has a crew of three or four for the lights and sound. Um and then sometimes we have to bring in uh some other lights guys if if the tour is looking for something special um so yes basically we hired people that are the best at it in the area and i you know and again it's like is this in the phone book or is there yellow pages where you just uh, find lighting and sound people and stuff like that or you just I guess, again, Mike Diana, he knows all the people. He just gave you the numbers, yeah, right? Yeah, he did. He, he um, started the Mustang Outreach Program. I don't know if you've heard of that. The kids? Students, yeah. Right. So we knew him through that. Okay. Became friends with him. Um, he'd come to the house and sit during the pandemic, and we'd all, like, round table. So what do we do for this, or what do we do for that? And kind of coming up with leads for different um, departments, like logistics. You know, you need a logistics lead or hospitality um, who we found actually through Raven was Amy Lynn McCabe does all that for us backstage. She takes care of the bands, okay. the shopping, you know, all the things that they want on their riders when they come, just making it comfortable. Um, so yeah, a lot of the contacts came from people who had already, we didn't reinvent the wheel, but we definitely had to learn it. I mean, it was right. hours and hours and hours of learning and Excel sheets and <laughs> That's how we started. Now we had sort of have some software. We've got a ticket platform. Wow. We didn't that yeah. first year. <laughs> so it was wild. Just a shoebox and... Uh... <laughs> yeah, it was, it was um, Excel sheets of people's names. When they came to the hotel, I knew all their names just because I'd studied it so many times. I'd say, oh, hey, you know, Brittany and Nick. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so. That's amazing. So why the name Music? Same thing, that round table was, what can it what can we call it? And it came from the hotel thing of, you know, there's music, there was a view. So we, after brainstorming, it came up with music with a view, music. Right. Uh, Last summer, I'm still spending a lot of time in South Nags Head and I go into Manio 
on the semi-regular and I see all these signs for music fest. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know what it was. And I didn't even know it was you guys for sure. But tell me how, you know, we talked about 2021. How did 2022 go? Uh, that's when we catapulted. <laughs> yeah? Yes, we ended up having 12 shows. Two of them were at Jack Brown's um, because they were smaller level or smaller um, capacity. So the park holds 3,500 is the cap. Um, So we had 10 shows there. That seems Um, kind of small. Is that small? It's small relative to, yes, amphitheaters and arenas and that type thing. But if you're there and you see it, it's... It's It's shoulder to shoulder, 3,500 people. It's the park can fit 5,000, but because it's on an island, there's only one bridge on and off they limit the capacity to 3500 so there's 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 elbow room um but it's all along like when you go to some of these uh stadium amphitheaters they have like the seating and then right. along this one's all along 100 long gotcha. yes um so uh so you can you can find your own little space and spread out that's cool. um that's that's this, my speed <laughs> yeah for this area it's 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 i think pretty much you know, if not the biggest venue. Um, I mean, we have some fields where you can fit more people, but um, and then like like for Jimmy Champ Theater, twenty thousand people, so it, it's definitely yeah. a lot smaller. But we're getting a lot of the same bands that they're getting up there. Um, so like one of so our first can, shows, you can watch some really cool bands in an intimate, more intimate exactly yes. environment yep. and have yep. a good time. And I know some people ride up on their boats. Can you even hear anything from the water? Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. You get um. Yeah, you get them like they're clapping and, and hollering from the boats and stuff, especially because where the boats are is, is actually the backstage area. Right. So that's why I was saying it's like, so the, the sound probably going in the wrong direction, but you, you're saying you can still hear it. Yeah, you can. It's it's definitely not, not you know, the clearest of sound, but you can definitely feel the bass and, and, cool. and hear what's going on. And then. And then you get some shout outs from the actually band members where, you know, the, the band members will kind of give them a shout out and sometimes they'll have like a VIP acoustic thing in the back to where the boat people get a little bit right? of that. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Um, but, uh, you can't pull up to the Island show days. You have to, if you were going to dock, you have to go into town. There's a, there's a, a public boat, boat ramp or right. boat dock, um, right. in downtown Manio. It's a quick walk, but, um, but yeah, no, a lot of boats come out there. Yeah. That's very cool. So 12 shows, how does that, is that, and I, I remember it was over several days, so was that two shows a day, or what are No, we no, about? just one each, one, each show would be one day, but it involves, you know, setup, breakdown, so, I mean, we're typically there three and it's, days And it's a different band every day. Correct. Right. So, like, if it's the Dirty Heads show, it's Dirty Heads with three bands that they're coming with or four bands, or however many it is. If we do a festival, it's even two stages. It might be eight bands, but it's all the same day. Really? And people come in, they buy tickets, they come. Um, yeah, so, I mean... For that day. We've got the one <laughs> one concert, main concert, but what we're trying to do is um, some side shows and little activations like brunch with the band the next day um, to just make it more than just a concert um, and make it a destination event to where we can get people from Richmond or Raleigh to come for a weekend or two or three days, um, not just for a three or four hour concert, but some other fun stuff. So we've got um, Kitty Hawk Kites um, is is a big help. Uh, Outer Banks Adventures comes um, day of show and takes like the bands out for like a fan boat ride. Um, 
where we have kayaks there available. And that's we kind of focused that with the bands last year. But this year we're now offering it to fans also. Like day of show, you can you know rent kayaks, paddle boards, um, and boat rides, fishing, um, jet skis, just all that kind of stuff to uh, again cool. make it make it more than just that one yeah one concert. And you say some of these groups they bring three bands like lead up bands kind of thing, right? So that they got they got their own thing mm-hmm. going on. They just show up. And you said two two stages are they. We side do, by side or what? No, well, sort of. We do um, one to two festivals. We did, but we did two last year. We're gonna do two this year, and it's the main stage is the is the one that's built, and then we build one to the left that's near the water and the, where that other little dock is. Right. Um, and it's smaller, but it'll be this this band will play over here. You don't miss any music. They'll play, give you about 10, 15 minutes, and then this one starts over here. Huh. And then ten for you know fifteen more minutes, and those have to start like one ish in the you know midday, where our other shows typically are five six p.m. Um, at night if it's just a single show. Nice. Um, some have like J Rad's coming, which is Joe Russo's Almost Dead. It's a Grateful Dead um, mega cover band. They'll be by themselves, so they'll play a couple sets of all their greatest hits. Where another festival we're going to announce today is the eight bands, um, two stage kind of setup. So they're all different. The logistics of it's kind of the same. I mean, we have to set up all the same stuff day before, break it down after tents, right. you know, fencing. But we really try to make it a feel of grassroots festival feeling instead of a concrete amphitheater. Right. So I think that's what people like the most. The bands love it's, it. It's a cool setting. I've, I've never been to music there, but I walk around yeah, there a lot. And it's it just really a very is. cool setting. You got yeah. the water backdrop. Um, you're in the trees. You're in the woods mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's very cool. Um, and we're able to include lots of local people. So, for instance, the what's there? it's OBX Renew IV. They'll come and give oh, B12 yeah. shots to the bands, which they love. We have a, this girl, Amanda, who comes and does massage. It's I read really an article a, that you guys really paying for the band. Yeah, we do. Which, you know, if I was a grassroots organization, what do you do? Take right. care of the customers, you know, or, or the vendors or whoever, you mm-hmm. know. So that, that's very cool. Um, I, I admire that. Yeah, more than ever, they're, they're, um, they're playing a lot of these concrete jungles that are just kind of, I mean, they've actually said it just feels like sometimes it's just a nine to five and they're just right. going to work and and get the job done but it's not fun um they love coming to these smaller venues to where they're they're not treated like a number you know people actually know who they are and and, um and we've had a number of them saying it's it's so cool to play for fans yeah (laughs) and and do you guys reach out or or tap into their fan base to promote these things as well yes we co um co-host a lot of the online social media Right. They promote it. We promote it. Um, some of our shows, we you know, we count on. It, it, we'd love to build this to be a music destination for year round. Um, right now, we tried last year in April. We had a show outside of the season and just couldn't fill it. So we need the tourists, you know, to fill it some until we get that huge local support to right. fill thirty five hundred people. But um, but we're working on it. I think it's, you know the buzz is growing and yeah. locals are excited and. Um, hopefully we'll have more outside of the season this year. So when we talk about local music or the local music scene, um, could you describe the local music scene for the average Joe? What it's like? 
It's it's been slow the last twenty years. We used to have a really really robust scene, um, local music scene of and local music scene, and then a lot of traveling artists came through, made a stop in the Outer Banks. Pretty much any tour that was touring would would make their stop somewhere around here. And I feel like in the last I don't know fifteen twenty years, it's it's definitely been um, a lot less. Um, most most of the venues here have always been a restaurant that decides to have a band play in the corner or some, you know, something like that to where it wasn't really set up for, for music. Um, but there seems to be a trend now, um, like with these bigger shows that are coming in to where, I don't know, we're seeing definitely the music, the local music scene overall coming back for sure. Um, I mean, there's, there's definitely always been the, the pier, you know, the places, you know, the, the acoustic sets at the pier. Um, but we're definitely seeing, and there's a lot, of, a lot of great local talent. Um, but just has, it hasn't been a lot of great places to play. Um, there's a lot of cool, cool little places, but, um, not, not enough to, to get the exposure that they need. Gotcha. Are, are you guys, are you, I'm sorry, I'm digressing and that's my squirrel brain taking over, but <laughs> the casino in Nags Head, Fats Domino. Right. Um, Chubby Checker, really. Chubby Checker, uh, Louis Armstrong. I think yep, I'm like yep. that blows my mind. That totally blows my mind. You know, yep, and Atlantis, and what was the other one? Quagmires, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Mostly Atlantis. Had. Yeah, and actually that piano that was at Casino, um, I guess it's uh, from the Bass Knight family. It ended up at I think it's at Jeanette's Pier right now, oh, upstairs at Jeanette's right. Pier. Yeah, I, said, I saw that. Yeah, yeah and. Um, yeah, trying to get more more use out of it like that. <laughs> but uh, but actually, Michael Bass Knight, who just bought Pioneer, has been a big mover and shaker trying to get the music scene back going here. Yeah. Um, he has actually now the Manio House where he's looking at doing some some little acoustic, um, smaller singer-songwriter type. Where's the Manio House? Um, it's right downtown Manio. It actually was Sir Walter Hideaway um, in, but it was, I believe, the Evans family had it forever um i'm drawing a blank it's got green shutters whites on a corner it's on sort of like a triangle property it's beautiful and seven bedrooms yeah white with green shutters uh it basically from the front door it looks at the lighthouse the manio lighthouse mark uh yeah okay um and if you down been down there lately the the large hotel apartment yes i um, saw that okay it's two right lo- next two time. lots okay that. i think i'm with you now I think I'm following you. Okay, cool. And um, and he has that. We actually had one of the bands um that's coming here this summer that was scoping out the area and just kind of getting some some footage uh for promo. Um, it's actually the one that's being announced today. Uh, they stayed there. Um, he so he's he wants to you know have some bands stay there and, and it's it's actually an Airbnb. Um, right. I was getting ready to put it up as an Airbnb. Right. Um. And then he's he's completely renovating the Pioneer, sort of to look classic, like it always did but cleaning it up making it just more putting a bar food in there food food trucks in the yeah. side yard so he wants to have music inside outside sort of in that little okay. side lot yeah that'd be cool um so we're gonna do even for the one we're announcing today there's gonna be a couple story telling songwriter sessions in there for vip you know you buy a ticket to it you can sit in this what 250 250 capacity. 250 people only and watch your favorite musician do a little session. Yeah. Yeah. So Manios, they're kicking it up. They just approved the social district where you can walk around. 
um, with your drink. And so it, it seems like it's going to be buzzing a couple of years. It'll be. Could that be a game changer for you guys this summer? I mean. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely. Um, people, you know. Yeah. It's socializing, that, walking around. Yeah. It's, it's, that's the intent of it is to make it more uh, just attract visitors, you know, entertainment district right. um just make it more fun to come and hang out and shop and do everything so yeah and that's what we're trying to do too with is and not have so much traffic coming like right at say gates or at four o'clock right. so we're trying to do like earlier you know meet and greet type things to get people into town like earlier in the day even the night before we're, we're doing some things with the pioneers so if we have a show on saturday we're going to do something the Friday night before, um, just to get people to come in, so they're already there, not not creating more traffic day of show. Um, but yeah, there's the town's been been a big support and help, and I mean everyone's been really really good to to work together to try and solve any issues that there there are. And one and one of the issues is just all that traffic at once. So yeah. trying to spread out um, more accommodations, um, definitely working on more more hotel rooms uh, in the in the town. Um, I seem to remember last summer you had a lot of shuttles going. Where, where, the, where's, where are they picking people up for the shuttles? So uh, there are Dare County Schools um, shuttle buses that uh, for June shows, it's going to be just uh, middle school and College of Albemarle. Um, and then July, August, we'll add the high school. Um, we had the high school also last year, but they have uh, the... Baseball. Daredevils baseball, um, or Scalawags, I believe, they're going to be called this year. Okay. Um, have basically the high school for the month of June. Okay. So we couldn't use that parking. Right. Okay. But middle school and COA shuttle parking. So you're going to announce something today. Mm-hmm. Um, but what, what do we know already that, that you haven't announced? There is one uh, music fest already set up? Seven shows yeah, we already have announced. S- I think today will make seven announced and then we have two or three more to come okay. um, so June, on what we're working on yeah June 20th is uh, a co-headline of lettuce and steel pulse uh, with Makua Rothman who um, he's big wave surfer uh, 2015 big wave world champ really? um, and he got into the music I guess about 10 years ago um, and we're looking at doing a uh, beach sweep cleanup with him and also like a little singer songwriter thing um, the night before, and that's um, that's the lead. That's the, the opening show for mm-hmm. the. That's mm-hmm. the kickoff. Gotcha. Which Steel Pulse was here last year. Um, I mean, they're classic reggae, awesome, yeah, fun to watch. And then Lettuce is a jam band, so it's like jam reggae, mix yeah, like it up. Okay. So it could be interesting. Nice. Yeah, it's a, it's a killer. And so, do you have a cap on how many shows you want to put on? We're looking at 10 just for the health of our staff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what's sustainable. Yeah. We did three in a row last year, uh, three back-to-back, and whew, we could barely walk by right. the yeah, day four. T- Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And so we're trying not, we're not, we don't have any, we might have one back-to-back, um, but otherwise we at least have a day in between. Um, and do but, you try to avoid the weekends because of the traffic? Or no? We did last year. We, I, I don't think we had... I don't think we had any. No, uh, we had a Friday night and Sunday, Sunday nights, but we didn't have any Saturdays. Yeah, because of the traffic. But we had some some um, some locals, you know, that are Monday through Friday nine to fivers that yeah. can't come during the week. That said, you know, let's have some on Saturday. So we have at least two 
right now that are scheduled for Saturday. One July, one August. Um, Three. Three Saturdays. Well, the well, actually, the one isn't done yet. <laughs> yeah. So. So then Revolution is uh, June, Thursday, June 22nd. And that's with Iration, who is actually a headliner by themselves. Um, Expendables, Pacifier. And then don't have another show there until July 22nd with Jake Owen, Nico Moon, Cooper Greer. Uh, it's big big country that one's selling like crazy and then that same week that's country week we've got travis tritt who actually we just started selling tickets last week and it's already the most tickets we've sold for any show so far um he's come with chase matthew and then and that one uh, really quick is going to benefit uh interfaith community outreach cool um and american legion nice so we're teaming up with them we're going to have a lot of veterans um Hopefully attending, but also helping. Just, you know, we need volunteers. We get volunteers for all our shows. Talk about that for a second. Yeah. um, We have, like I said earlier, our staff, we probably have eight to ten, like full-time, not full-time year, but during the season who are there, you know, a merch manager. Eight to ten seasonal staffers. Right. And then we need to really pull it off comfortably, 20 to 30 volunteers per show. Um, we've had amazing volunteers that come back over and again, but what we do is if they come, if they're there for a minimum of, um, four hours, they get a ticket to a show. And if they want to come the day before help set up because they want to go to the show the next day, if they want to, they don't really care about that show too much. They'll come work that show and then come to a different one. Um, that's kind of how we've worked it. They'll get drinks and food. What kind of Um, work do they do? Anything from scanning tickets um, to debris pickup to running, like being a runner for anything that the bands would need or band members taking them um, to setting up tents mm-hmm. and fencing the day before and then breaking it down the day after. Um, the bars, working the bars. Um, yeah, like ice running. Are you guys set, setting up? Uh, Beer vendors and stuff like that? Yeah. And that's have, you guys. Right. Wow. Uh, we have City Beverages, our main person that's helping us. Um, and we have three bars at every show. There's two giant ones out in the main field, and then we have a VIP section um, that has its own, own bar. Um, and we're really working on that program to make it more efficient. Uh, I think that was our biggest negative was lines. Yeah, the beer lines. There's, so no, there's no... And again... Novice here. There's no BYOB or anything like that? No. Right. No, you can bring an empty water bottle. So we do offer these giant, how many gallons are they? 125-gallon water tanks. They're called water monsters and refillable. So you can bring an empty refillable bottle for water, but no. No BYOB. We sell it all. Um, But we've got beer, seltzer, wine. Tell me some of the benefits of the VIP. So it's a smaller section. Um, it still is GA considered means so that if you go into the VIP section, you can still get to the rail. Um, but it's a section of it that goes all the way back and, um, it's got a separate bar for purchase, uh, separate food for purchase. So meaning that you don't have to wait in line, separate bathrooms so that there's not as many people using them. Right. We cap it off at, um, 250, 300 at the Three. most. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can move around, you can bring chairs to our shows, but at, we keep it behind a certain line because people like to be in the pit 
if, yeah. if you would call it a pit. Um, so, and then this year we're doing something different is um, having suites. Like, I think we can fit six is what we're looking at right now. Where companies or sponsors, that's also, the VIP area is also for sponsors, um, which have been crucial and amazing. And But there are going to be six of these suites that seat six people. You'll get seating from Nagshead Hammocks, their big sponsor. They outfit, it's actually going to be called Nagshead Hammocks Music Village is the VIP area. Cool. So they bring us a bunch of furniture, tables, chairs, and they'll put them all throughout the property for people to sit in. Right. Uh, hammocks, roped off area, yeah. kind of, so to speak. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, we put up fencing, and um, and then there'll be a platform, um, some raised viewing this year that's going to be different um, for a certain amount of people that we're doing new this year. How hard it is it to get a, a VIP seat or a, a suite? You got to do it. Yeah, I mean, we have our certain amount of sponsors that get those including sure. in their packages, and then we sell about 125 per show of those. So you just have to be first come first serve. Gotcha. Oh, the VIP, but the suites. There's um this year we're we're starting we're just starting with six of them, and where where most of all of this stuff has come from is is um requests you know from sponsors sure. and or fans of of that they've seen in other venues or that we've seen too, but. Most of it is just it's it's um, coming from requests really, and and that was a few of them had said, yeah, you know what? When we get the the season pass for so and so, you know, we like to get the box seat and then you know have our own little space. So that's where it came from. So this year we're starting with six, and I think we're selling four as like season passes, and then we're looking at just having two as like you can get per, a la carte per show if someone's got a birthday or or a special event, they can they can get a, a box suite. Um, but it's, and think yeah, it's grass roots. It's on the grass. It's going to be Nagshead Hammock Furniture. It's going to be super comfy. But oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, it's still in the grass in the same area, sort of blocked off with some um, bicycle fencing. But it's it's a good feel. Yeah. And kids are running around. Kids eight and under are free for all shows. So we do see a lot of kids with their parents, and they love it. They can put a blanket out. or Right. And um, so what uh, what are some of your favorite venues? Ours. <laughs> yeah. Definitely now. Um, we go to... Well, it's, you've been fortunate because you've yeah. been able to mold it exactly how you want right. it, you know? Right. There's a, um, there's a festival down in Florida that, that we've been going to for close to 10 years now that we really like the venue. It's um, it's Reggae Rise Up. It's in St. Pete called Vinoy Park. And it's 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 basically just a park that they, they um, convert. It's on a peninsula, so it's surrounded by water, much like festival park um and then they have a couple stages and they're big into the art so they have some artists come and doing some some live art uh just it's it's been one of our favorite venues to go to festival and the festival's good too um but we really like the venue part of it right um and then of course the uh kind of the bucket list for most any music fan is Red Rocks out in Colorado yeah um, I've seen that on video it's very cool looking and it's it, it's a it's a special, special place. Um, so that's cool. And that's what we want to make this, this venue here in Outer Banks is a, a bucket list place to see your favorite band. Sure. Um, and that's what, that's what we're trying to do. What would you, so I'm from out of town. Uh, I, I see a concert I want to I'll go to. I buy a ticket. You know, what would you recommend? You know, maybe, you know, 
go downtown, park early, get something to eat, get something to drink, whatever, walk over, you know, what kind of, what would you recommend that, that would really enhance somebody's visit to one of your concerts? If I were coming here to a show, I would go wake up, grab some coffee from one of the local shops, and watch the sunrise at the ocean, and then and then come over to Manio mid-morning and just stroll around town. It's 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 only about three to four blocks of, but it's all cool little shops, and it'll you could spend the day there just. Yeah, just walking around and and um, hopping around, and I would just stick around that downtown area. There's a lot of buzz going on. You can probably hear the sound checks happening from the show. Um, I'd rent some kayaks and actually kayak around the island. It'd be super fun. Um, the fan boat was we had never done it before last year, and it's it's so unique for this area because because boating it's 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 hard with the shallow waters and shifting sands that we have, yeah. but that fan boat goes over half an inch of water so yeah I, I used to see that captain come and go at the ramp and a uh, very cool guy very nice guy and he's awesome that, yeah. that that machine's pretty cool too you know yeah yeah Jamie. they do a party bus too uh, for the bear tours that's but right they're gonna help us with some shuttling too this year nice um yeah the magic bus it's uh yeah jamie and shannon more they're yeah they've been they're big live music fans and they just they took around a lot of the bands last year and, and loved it it was nice. it was fun and that's who we're, we're partnering up with a lot of like-minded you know business people that are music fans and want to cater to the bands to you know make them say you know outer banks was the best place we ever went to um, right. and we're getting that rep- response from a lot of the bands that it was their best stop on tour um, nice. so. i'll add for the experience if it was me because we've gone to so many i always look for something walkable if it's possible so if you can book a room in town Right. Ideal. And there's a lot of cool places right downtown to stay, some yeah. bed and breakfast, that type of thing. Yeah. The Elizabethan's being renovated. That'll be open in time for this summer. They're going to have how many rooms? Uh, about 80. Yeah, uh, Tranquilin, you know, the bed and breakfast, Manio House, any of those that you yeah. can walk from. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously with Social District, too. Is you can have fun there and not have to go anywhere. Right. And just, um, just to let the listeners know, so mm-hmm. Town of Manio approved... Uh, to create a, an area right downtown by the waterfront to be a social district, which means you can basically carry a open beverage, mm-hmm. um, and you're you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. they they want people in the in the nice weather uh, during the nice season to be able to just walk around and enjoy the outer uh, the outer banks in downtown Manio. And downtown Manio is a very cool place in my book. So I totally get it. I agree. My other thought would be golf cart. Don't have to park. Uh, meaning. We have limited parking. It's first come, first serve. Right. I think that's everybody's challenge is either do the shuttle from the school or golf cart. We're going to try to figure out some grass parking for those just to add. Um, Yeah, the parking on the the island where the venue is gets, it's almost gone, you know, (laughs) just an hour or two before show for sure. But yeah, we're we're trying to find like a cool spot just for golf carts to kind of promote people to take golf carts because they take up a lot less space. Right, right. (laughs) And then our shuttle, we're going to run shuttle, sorry. Um, We are creating, which will be released probably in the next week or so, an easy button, which means you can click on it. You can get, in addition to your ticket, a room at our, we have some partners that we're working through uh, with Crew Fair. And I think we have six or eight hotels that are on board with it that are, even if they're at the beach, like say the Hilton, um, they're one of the partners. You could book the room at the Hilton, get a shuttle from the Hilton 
to bring you to the show, nice. bring you back. Very cool. Um, so that'll be coming up. And I would do that if I couldn't get a walkable place <laughs> right. or for locals. Right. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of great walkable places right there from the venue. It'd be cool to just walk mm-hmm. right out of the venue back to your room mm-hmm. or to one of the places to have a beverage. Um, that's great. Where do you see the business going from here? Uh, it's been full force, I mean, full steam ahead. So it's hard to tell. I mean, like I said, we want to make it more year round. So it's lots of doors are opening. A lot of people are excited about it and want to, I think if, if we could staff people and make it something that we can keep growing and growing, I think sky's the limit here. I mean, every when you town, say staff people, like year round people that yeah, keep to, the machine moving. Yeah. That don't. For instance, our shows now being in the summer, you know, you can't really pull a lot of people from their jobs because that's when yeah. they're busy yeah. to help you all the time. If we had a year round yeah. that we could really... So employ. places like the theater would definitely be a big boon to what you guys want to do. Right. Yeah, the goal is to um, is to put the Outer Banks on the music map for when someone's favorite band announces their tour and there's... 30 tour dates and they can travel to one or two that they're like I'm going to the Outer Banks because it's this cool venue and then they do these extra stuff around it Um, and not necessarily us doing it we want to kind of create I mean we already have started just with with the big shows created a wave of just music kind of coming here and we're seeing a lot more stuff popping up around Um, and that's it it's pretty much just, just draw attention to this area it's not just the beach but um, but music and I, and it's been a struggle forever. We've got so many empty beds in the off season um, to bring those people here because everyone just associates the beach with it, and the beach really isn't that much fun in yeah. December through March, especially. Right. But um, if you have some indoor cool entertainment venues, we've got plenty of accommodations, yeah. very very inexpensive. Um, that time of year to where uh, that's what we want to build is to where a year round entertainment yeah. uh, destination is, is the goal. Right. So we don't have to travel. from. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess the, the key ingredient is the venue, the indoor venue. Mm-hmm. Do you, I digress? Even a few of them. What's that? A few of them would be, you know, like... Multiple? Yeah. The hundred, you know, just for different things. Like, yeah. like the Pioneer is going to be a special venue for... Because they're going to keep the seating in there yeah. for like, a, you know, smaller singer-songwriter, acoustic, comedy. you know, like meet and greet. Yeah, comedy. Um... And then you'll have, you know, say like the four or five hundred capacity like club that you know has the, all those kind of touring bands that are coming through. Right. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's it's a multiple um, multiple venues type of. Digressing a little bit, but does does that uh, potential venue in Nags Head at the Sound side does that in, uh, intrigue you at all, or are you rooting for something like that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We want to try and influence that to be as much geared towards music as possible um yes yeah yeah, i know we it's it's gonna be a little smaller than the capacity of festival park but i think we'll be able to get a lot of the same bands if you know you get them traveling through say in november when we have an indoor venue um yeah no no we yeah we we love that that's gonna go in and uh speaking of indoor venues um do you worry about the weather much Mm. in the summertime Every day. <laughs> That's our biggest challenge, and we can't control it. So, yeah. um, we have not had any cancellations, thank God. <laughs> I know. Knocking on wood. We had, we've had 
two rain delays where people had to exit from lightning. Not not rain delay, delay for lightning. If it's rain, we've had some downpour monsoon shows yeah. that turned out to be amazing. But <laughs> um, but we did have two shows that we had to exit everybody. Oh, yeah, if there's lightning away. within five miles. Um, yeah, yeah, everyone has to take cover for 15 minutes from the last time there was right. a lightning strike within five right. miles. And they, it happened twice. But yeah, it's... Um, yeah, it's the biggest concern. Actually, it's it's crazy how much mind space is used for for weather because when there's a nice day, we're kind of like going around like like we're forgetting something because because that's what you're really thinking about most right. of the time is the weather. Right. Um, but. Yeah. So if they if people want to find out more about Music Fest, where should they go? Uh, our website is musicobx.com. Uh, we have all our shows on there. Season passes. Um, the easy button will be there soon. That's where we make our announcement. We announce on social, but, um, what's your social, uh, music OBX. Okay. And, and you're on, we're on Facebook, Instagram. Um, Excellent. we have a TikTok <laughs> channel or station, whatever it's called, but I don't know any, how to do any it. shots of Brad dancing in TikTok. We need to get our little, kids on it. pop yeah. and lock from yeah. Brad. <laughs> But if you, I mean, if you haven't been to a show there and you wanted to see um, what it's like, we do have a, a concert archives section where you have it's got our recaps. Um, and actually, on our Facebook, you can look at can basic videos and recaps catch of all the shows. snippets of the concerts. Yeah, and kind of get an idea of what it's like because okay. we, and that's what the recaps we try and try and make it to where if someone's never been there, get the feeling of what it's like to sure. be at a show there. Um, so the recaps are. They're really cool. Yeah, they're right? really well done. We, we work with um, Ignite Films has done them for us before. Alex, he's awesome. And then uh, Risk Visuals has been doing them too. It's this young couple. and um, they, they give you the feeling of it. Like nice. you, You'll get the feeling of being at the show from these. Nice. So we are going to work on this year with them. Um, kind of showing what it takes to do one of these. Like set up, breakdown, involving all the not-so-fun stuff. <laughs> You know, yeah. like in a quick little video of, you know, this right. doesn't just happen magically. And it's, if somebody wanted to volunteer, how would they get in touch with you? They can go to the website and it'll, there's a sign up where you can, for sponsorship or uh, volunteer. Okay. And email comes to us and then we'll contact them. Outstanding. Anything else we should know? I wanted to mention our, like, title sponsor is uh, Skydive OBX. Okay, So cool. Sven there has stepped up and wanted to be a huge part of it. Mm. We met with him. He's excited, and he's actually offering part of his uh, the packages. He offers skydiving to the bands. Yeah. So if they come, they can actually jump. Wow. Just got, yeah. Crazy. But. Yeah. No. I mean, I don't know. That, that would be a cool thing of go skydiving before a show. I think yeah. Brad should deliver the microphone. <laughs> skydiving. Well, it's it has he would. landing in front of the stage. <laughs> it's, it is. It's he a, do it. It's a whiteboard brainstorm is to do a Let's whiteboard that thing right now is to is to do a promo with um actually having a band load up into the plane you know all through video and editing and then having them, having them jump out of the plane and then you're kind of like seeing festival park yeah and then we can't land actually in the park but sven has actually said um who owns uh scott have obx that he's landed behind the stage in the water to where you can make him like land there, make it look like they landed, you know, right. behind the stage right. and then through editing have them have taking their parachutes yeah. off and dripping to, wet to the big crowd. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But have them uh, you know, on stage kind of taking That'd their parachute to the big crowd, you know, 
I just see fun. it as like, you know, the old uh, American Express commercials, you know? Right. <laughs> <That's> the... <laughs> I love it. Love it. So the skydive guys are going to sponsor it. Um, excellent. Um, anything else? I do have one more thing. Okay. Um, we, through the Mustang Outreach Program, Jackson, our son, was in Let, Let's go ahead and um, we, we barely explain the uh, Mustang Outreach Program. It's a local nonprofit, and they um, have teachers, which is Ruth Wyan. She started it with Mike Diana and Shelly Gates, who's our um, stage manager. Uh, Amanda Williams. They bring in kids, um, and it's a it's an almost free program. Um, but you, they learn, they teach them instruments. So. Our, uh, Jackson did drums, they have keyboard, guitar, and what they've done in the past is they're trying to, to grow it back up again, but um, they'd have concerts locally, so right. they practice each week, each one on one, and it's everything from kindergarten, little kids, rocking it, and then typically by the time they're at middle school, they've got some really good, um, that you can dance to, yeah. they sound good. Um, so they've opened up, they opened up our hotel show. For, and cool. it was wild for them because they got backstage passes. They were talking cool. to the other bands, you know, that kind of thing. So that sort of led in us to think of doing, um, again, Jackson has done backstage music lessons through Stick Figure. Um, the guy, Kevin Officer, he's their drummer. He started the program. And it's all these artists who, if say you went to a Springsteen show and he's on this backstage music lesson program, one of his, even maybe him, um, band members would do a lesson before the show backstage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Jackson's done it six or eight times everywhere from Vegas to it's Florida. really cool. Wow. So we started that, um, but it's going to be free and it's called, uh, music OVXL lessons and, um, local kids, special needs, adults can too, but sign up for it and take lessons in our VIP section before the shows. So yes, yeah, so we're going to do a group, like about 10 or so people. Um, we did it at about five shows last year um, that are in that backstage music lesson program that um, Kevin Officer has. He's, he has about 60 artists that participate in it. Um, and it was just the kids that went to it. And then and the families, the parents, just it was one of those lifelong memories that yeah. you just don't forget. Um, so we're actually going to ex- expanding that to doing um, every show this year. Wow. And offering that to, to yeah local local kids. Does that require some buy-in from the band? Well, yes. we, yeah, we pay them okay. to do it. Um, you throw enough money at them, they'll do anything. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's. <laughs> and if, uh, if we can't get the traveling band, you know, member to play, which we haven't had one yet that said no, um, we have some local musicians that will jump in and actually do the lesson in that in that same environment, you know, the backstage area. Um, yeah, that's it's cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, so you have a backup plan, safety net, so right. to speak. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice. And we have a sponsor um, deck for, or a level for that. Not quite filled yet, but somebody will, I'm sure. <laughs> somebody will step yeah. up. So that, and that helps pay for them. But it's a really cool thing to watch. Do you want to put in a plug for sponsors or anything like that? Besides uh, mentioning, are you looking for any more sponsors? Uh, we, have, we have all our um, upper deck people filled we got skydive then the next head hammocks is doing the music village anderson heating and cooling is going to have some cool cooling stations um which we're, people will love because it's so hot um and then city beverage uh, we got monster energy 
uh, drink cool. sponsoring. They're going to be doing samples. Um, Tate Feltz with Southern Trust Mortgage. mortgage. Um, and then Jack Browns, they're going to do some after parties and um, offer some of those activations with the bands. Nice. We have all our hotel sp- uh, partners, but Keys Vacations has been pretty awesome. And then uh, H2OVX and Town Bank. <laughs> and, 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 and. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, we're always looking for, uh, yeah, companies, people, sponsors, you know, that love live music. It just, it's always a good, a good mix. Um, so yeah, that's, right. that's, um, very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then our people who are just amazing trade, um, you know, like he mentioned Kitty Hawk Kites mm-hmm. and then Jamie and Shannon from Adventures that just make the experience, right. the, the IV ladies. Um, it's really cool. Nice. Nice. All right. Community effort. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you're in the right place. And, uh, that's part of the, part of the show, uh, treasures of the treasures of the outer banks, uh, just promoting the community and the people that make this place special. So I appreciate everything you guys do in the community and the music. Uh, I'm sure the musicians enjoy it. The bands enjoy it. And I know the fans will, will definitely enjoy it. Uh, the next time we get a, a session going over there at festival park. So check out, what is it, uh, musicobx.com. See when the concerts are. Mm-hmm. Go get a ticket. Get ready to go. Yeah, man. Rebecca, Brad, I definitely appreciate you guys sitting down with me today. Thank you. Thanks, John. We'll see you at a show. Sounds like <laughs> a plan. I want to thank Rebecca and Brad for sitting down with me. It was definitely a great time and very informative. I appreciate all the work that they have put into it. If you heard my talk last week about the Bruce Springsteen concert, I'm actually a little excited about going out into seeing some more music at some of these venues. And I think Roanoke Island would be a perfect venue for a person like me who doesn't like a ton of people. But I love downtown Manio. I love Festival Park. It's such a cool place. I'm sure I could find my own little space over there and not feel too crowded. And of course, it's just a cool area to walk around afterwards or beforehand and enjoy some of the stuff that's going on in town there. So definitely looking forward to that. I am seriously thinking about volunteering for uh, some of the concerts. You know, I think that would be a cool way to just help them out, you know, be involved in the community and enjoy some music and the crowd. And, and, and I really do enjoy helping people, especially uh, visitors on the Outer Banks. So I think that could be a really cool thing. Another option is I do have a boat. I might, I might consider, you know, maybe cruising by there uh, behind the stage and just listening from the boat which would definitely be very cool for my wife and I. So anyway, I I really appreciate all the information they have, and I appreciate all the work that they've done to create an amazing experience on the Outer Banks. Uh, I hope uh, some of you locals can check it out and enjoy it, as as I'm sure a lot of the tourists will as well. So thanks for listening to this episode. Feel free to uh, leave a positive review if you can. And until next time, make it a good one.